Hi, welcome to the fifth episode of Breaking Free, a body-mind-spirit approach to mental health. I'm your host, Summer Sites, and I'm excited to be back after a little break. I had some other things that I needed to focus on, and I was able to gather and think about and do some personal work to share this podcast with you today. So I'm hoping that it will come from a real place, and I will just be able to share my heart with you. I have been pondering this dryness that we find in our lives for the last few days. I've been thinking about times when I extend myself outwardly to people when um, maybe I don't really have it in me or it's not in my best interest. I, I'll be honest, I counseled uh, work this week. I was sick, but I was just mentally exhausted. I had been doing, I had done a seminar out of town. I had... Um, been doing a lot of, you know, work again with the podcast and with clients and, and with family. And I just really hadn't taken time to self-care. And it became obvious to me one night when I was thinking about this podcast and I was thinking, okay, what do I want to share this week? And it came very clear to my mind, Summer, you need to talk about boundaries. I'm like, oh no, I don't want to talk about boundaries. That's something that I struggle with. <laughs> That's something that I'm still working on, you know, and I think that boundaries is something that we continually work on in our lives. But that, that was the message. So I went up to my husband that night and I said, honey, I'm going to be out of town tomorrow. I went over to to Seattle, Washington, which is somewhere near where I live here. And I was able to just spend the day uh, going to a place for me that is a place of prayer and meditation and and just able to, uh, I was able to have dinner with my sister and I was just able to fill my cup. And I was able to listen to a book that I love that I'll be sharing some things from today to you as well. Um, it's a book on boundaries by Dr. Townsend. And I believe there's another author here. Let me look that up for you. And Dr. Henry Cloud, when to say yes and when to say no, right? It's and The book is called Boundaries. But this book really struck a chord with me. I, I, I listened to chapter seven, which talks about, you know, boundaries and family systems and, and relationships. And I'd highly recommend that portion of it to you. But I, I started to think about this concept that I'm going to share with you today about how we want to be, we want to own ourselves, really want to have that boundary on the inside. Oftentimes people have boundaries on the outside, right? They have boundaries uh, externally, but they don't have it internally. It's as if they don't um, have the ability to, um, you know, set those boundaries of what's best for their own interest. And so we're going to talk about why we do that and, and what that's about. I want you to consider an order here for boundaries, you know, it, 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 an order of allegiance, if you will, right? So our allegiance would be first to our higher power. Now, again, I understand and I want all to be welcome in this podcast. Higher power can be many things for you. Okay, and I want you let you to define that. But if my higher power for me is suggesting that something is in my best interest, that I that I need to do that, I believe that's in alignment with my true and highest self, right? That I will be supported in that. There will be abundance in that. I will come to myself as I follow that internal voice. But that inner voice is peaceful. It is not manipulative. And I can feel that it's in alignment with myself. And again, it doesn't mean I'm not going to be stretched. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to do things that take me out of my comfort zone. That's often for my truest and highest self and my my good. But it will come from that place of centeredness. All right. So my allegiance would be first to God, not to myself. Because sometimes, let's be honest, we don't always do things that are in our best interest. We may have a little internal selfishness. We may have a little... Uh, 
brokenness, right? That doesn't always lead us to do the best things for ourselves. So I don't want to necessarily be allegiant to myself. You know, that may be moving towards more of that narcissistic, you know, self-focused, it's all about me attitude. And that really doesn't bring us health. Okay. But so if I have that, but I do want myself to be second and that is not how most of us operate. You know, I don't know about you, but as a mother of three with clients, with you know, my hand in many, many different things, I often have myself fourth, fifth, sixth down the list. And that's what was happening for me. And in this moment, I realized that although I firmly believe in creating space for herself, and I do practice that, I do take time for myself, that the place where I was fuzzy was my boundaries. There were things that I was saying yes to, there was things that I were doing, I was doing, not because I really wanted to, but because I would feel guilty or unworthy if I didn't. Does that ring true with anyone out there? So we pick others, we pick their needs, their desires, their wants. And they, again, these are perceived of us instead of listening to that inner voice, listening to and making choices that are coming out of love, not guilt, right? We, we want to advance a good rather than avoid a bad. When you see that your relationship with one person, you know, has the power to affect all your other relationships, you have a boundary problem right? If I have a relationship with someone that's demanding so much from me and pushing me around and maybe causing me to violate my own values, there's a boundary problem between me and that person or that relationship. It can be a relationship with many things. It can be a relationship with a substance. It can be a relationship with an activity, uh, people, you know, all these different types of relationships that we have. But if it's causing me, it's affecting negatively relationships with other important things in my life, that's a good signal that there's probably a boundary problem. We often have fusion with people, right? This happens because, and and also let's, you know, tie it to the last podcast because this is a somewhat building podcast. We have deep unmet needs, right? We have these deep unmet needs that come up for us in our lives, in our adult lives. And we're still struggling to, on some level, be separate from maybe our family of origin, all right? Maybe, maybe we're still choosing to please and pacify uh maybe parents or friends or those that we're getting our ego from externally instead of having that allegiance to our, our spouse and our children. Again, not over ourselves, but maybe they're of higher priority or there's things that we want to do for ourselves there to build those relationships. And we're still seeking those, those past relationships. That's something I often see in my office. You know, I work with couples a lot and I see a husband or a wife you know, maybe they're doing well in their relationship and then they go spend time with their mom or their dad and they come back and now they're struggling in their relationship with their spouse. They do this because there's still that enmeshment, right, with the family of origin. They're still seeking that like approval or love and affection validation maybe they didn't get from their family system. And maybe they believe, and I don't think it's without end, but they believe that their spouse or their children, they'll always be there for them. So they choose that previous relationship. And I would say that that's out of order, right? Um, we're wanting to connect with that new family system where we're wanting to be one with that our, our spouse, our children, and move into that relationship, have respect and honor for that previous system. But this is really where health comes, right? To move into these adult relationships. And perhaps we're still seeking and holding on to a less than abundant source, right? We talked about this last time. There is scarcity, right? There is struggle with our past. Um, we have things that have not been met, and that brings us to what something that I would call codependence. Let me give you a definition of that. Pull that up for just a moment. 
Codependence is this. Codependence is the pain in adulthood that comes from being wounded in childhood and leads to a high probability of relationship problems, addictive compulsive behavior. It's a combination of immature thinking and feeling and behaving that generates an aversive relationship with ourselves, self-loathing. With the codependent individual, who they act out through self-destructive or, and this is one that I tend to fall into, unduly self-sacrificial behavior. Okay. I think we flip. Sometimes we're the victim. Sometimes we're the persecutor here. But I think that um, the, what we need to look at is, are we sacrificing something that is of a higher good for something that's a lower good? And I think that happens a lot with boundary problems, which again leads to this codependency. I also like a definition of codependency. That's a little more simple. Okay. This is one that I actually use for myself personally. That one I gave you was clinical. <laughs> uh, so maybe if you like that kind of thing, you know, you have that understanding now. Um, but I, I wrote a blog post that I actually never posted uh, last year, just or this, this within the last several months, just because I wanted to process something for myself. I don't know if any of you ever write just to process for yourself, but I did. Um, sometimes I write letters I never send. But I was trying to process something that happened in my family system with my, my own child and how I had betrayed myself. I had felt this betrayal to myself. I had also felt this betrayal to my daughter for which I forgive myself, but I will share with this in a minute. And this is what I started to realize that codependency can really be. You know, if our definition of ourselves comes from what others think of us, we find ourselves getting our lives and our get gearing our lives to their wants and expectations. And the more we live in terms of what others expect of us, the more insecure we become. That is Stephen Covey, right? And so I was, I was, realizing that I was um, seeking the, the, the approval of others more than seeking, you know, the approval of myself. That is kind of how codependence can really play out for us, right? So the approval of others more than valuing yourself. It's like having our boundaries on the outside, right? We, we don't really belong to ourselves. You know, for instance, Boundaries define property, right? So if we have property, we know where that, where I end and that, you know, my property ends and my neighbor's begins and there's that definite, there's that property uh, line. But when we don't have internal boundaries, we, we don't really belong to ourselves, right? We make decisions based on somewhat manipulation. So let me give you an example of how that plays out in real time with my daughter example here that I was just discussing. My daughter, like many of your probably teenagers out there, and she's she's just a you know budding teen right now, uh, was dealing with some friendship changes. She had some friends that she had felt very close to and felt very you know one with, and for whatever reason that started to kind of fall apart. She spent a lot of time trying to figure out how she could twist and turn herself to try to maybe get these friends to include her or like her, um, and she was just feeling more and more insecure. Now, as a mom. And I'll own this. I felt I feel like I failed her. And that's where this blog post, you know, breaking free of insecurity that I did never post came of. Maybe I will at some point. But I felt like there was a moment where I could look at her and I could see that I had failed her because I kept mirroring to her that the way to get this the way to get this need met was to to change in herself, right? To keep seeking to please and to figure out maybe how she could change herself in order to encourage these friends. 
what I find, and I really do believe that as we do that with people, as we move towards them with that insecurity, and really it's a form of manipulation. I'm saying, I need something from you. I need something from you. I need you to tell me I'm okay. I need you to let me help me feel good about myself. So I'm going to do these things, not because I love you, not because I desire to, not because it feels good for me, but because I need something from you. And I was encouraging her to do that on some level. And so I, we had a moment where she had gone away for the weekend to um, do this event and it hadn't gone so well. She had come home feeling very insecure and telling me about some comments that had been made. And it looked from the outside again, I wasn't there, but it looked fairly exclusionary for her. And um, people were trying, but like, hey, we're kind of putting up with you. We're not really, really wanting you here. And I love my daughter. I have boundaries for her. You know, I may lack boundaries at times for myself and I'm working on that and I'm definitely, definitely have a tune up after this podcast, but it wasn't okay for me to see that happening for her and something snapped. And I looked at her and I said, that's enough. That's enough. And I just kind of spoke it for myself. I said, we don't have to get our value from outside of ourselves, right? If you have so many friends Aubrey, I looked at her, that love you and know you for who you are. I said, you are an amazing friend. And if someone doesn't value your friendship for who you are, then, you know, why are you wasting your time and energy there? I said, and I, we talked about that day because I think this is really important. Forgiveness is also part of boundaries. I said, look, if we don't forgive this event, if we don't forgive these situations, you'll always be tied negatively to these people. When you're seeking from someone something that they can't give you, Maybe their ego won't allow it. Maybe they don't actually have it. You know, maybe there's a scarcity there they're dealing with. And we keep desiring that for that person. We're upset. That that lack of forgiveness that they they can't really cancel the debt that is owed right to us, that keeps us stuck. That keeps us negatively tied. So I said, that's what forgiveness is for. Forgiveness cancels the debt, you know, that someone can't repay so that you're not negatively tied. Really, forgiveness is for you, right? Refusing to forgive someone keeps us hurt, keeps us stuck, and unable to separate from them, right? And, and because we still want something from them, right? So this, so we, we did that. We, we said, hey, for whatever reason, we don't know, can't read minds here. There's something that they don't want to give you or they can't give you right now. I said, but we're going we're gonna to be true to ourselves. And we talked about ways, you know, would you still say hi? Would you still smile at? Would you still encourage? Yes, because that's being true to you. But would you go put yourself in a situation where you're not wanted? Would you keep seeking to try to get someone to like you? Is that being true to yourself? No. And we were able to kind of make that definition. And I made some changes as a parent, too, to, to not keep trying to win the friendship of, you know, the system and to move out of it as well so that I could set that example for her that, my boundaries are on this insight, right? I know who I am and I'm not going to seek that validation externally, right? And that is really kind of the essence of boundaries. I find that when people have good boundaries, they have really good self-worth. Their worth is based in something that's internal. I know I have value. I know I have worth. Therefore, I don't need my worth from the outside. And we were able to kind of do some of that work together. Now, how does that tie with unmet needs, right? Perhaps maybe we're seeking our validation from sources that are never satisfied, right? I see this a ton with families of origin. Couples will come in and they're struggling to feel connected to each other. And I'll kind of get into their story. Well, what's going on? Well, you know, we 
we go over to my spouse's family's house and it's like something changes. You know, my wife or my husband comes home depressed and anxious after those visits because maybe they had some interactions with their, their family or their brothers and sisters. And there's ways of operating that are, that that family has, maybe they have some unspoken rules and that spouse gets pulled back into that old way of feeling loved, feeling connected. And it's conditional, right? If you do these things, then you are accepted and loved of me. That makes it really, really hard for someone to have their love, their boundaries on the inside. And I, I've seen that with clients, you know, withdrawing from therapy, you know, maybe they're doing well, they're growing and, and realizing what makes them happy. And they're really moving towards that. And then they talk to somebody and that person doesn't agree, right? That person maybe sees it differently and they, they step back because they want more of that friendship, right? They want more of that relationship than they want the relationship with themselves, right? And that's just something that we all have to choose for ourselves, right? To become separate. We have to see ourselves as separate from, right? And choose a relationship that is separate from others, right? That our relationship is first with our higher power. What I love about my higher power is I never have to manipulate myself. I never have to sell myself short. I never have to change myself to be loved. It's unconditionally there. And I'm not asked to do things that would make me feel less than, right? It's building, it's reciprocal. And relationships with friends and people in my life who are healthy for me are also the same, right? So I would encourage you to, to look at the ways that you are, you know, maybe manipulating your relationships to get things that you need. Instead of seeking that, that value outside of yourself, I would seek it from, again, those abundant sources, right? Self-worth is an inside job. You know, and that's kind of what I explained to my daughter that day is that we need to step back and do the things that true are true to us. Spend time with the friends and the places that are, are full and have the ability to fill us up. You know, we can end that suffering when we create balance. We have that balance between uh, love of self and love of others, right? And we have that higher power kind of helping us manage that. But we often put our balance in loving others, right? Loving what, giving them to what they need, what they want or what we think they want more than we do ourselves. Now, don't get me wrong here because a lot of people will say that boundaries are selfish. They'll say, well, I, I don't have boundaries because that's selfish, you know, and the people that set boundaries are just selfish, you know, they're not willing to give. And I would say, well, let's take a deeper look at that because I actually think boundaries allow us to be the most unselfish that we could possibly be. It's fine. It's actually kind of the opposite, right? I find it's when we allow ourselves the freedom to truly love, right, and accept ourselves without condition and manipulation, then we can practice purposeful giving, right? We can give to people from a place of genuineness, right? We can give our time and energies from a place of, I truly want to be here. I truly enjoy being with you and I truly want to fill you up. I, I don't need anything from you. I'm not looking for anything in return. I'm choosing this. And, and there's that balance between I love you and I also love me. So that's my challenge is that you will start to look at this. You know, where are you out of balance? You know, what do you need and where are you seeking to fill it? Is that source bankrupt? Perhaps you need to uh, uh, let go of that, forgive that source for being bankrupt for you. Um, lastly, I just like to talk about one way that I did this for myself. And again, I understand that the body-mind-spirit approach may be new for some of you, but just stay with me for a moment. 
when I was feeling this type of bankruptcy and I realized it was running from this place of this hurt inner child. I have this hurt inner child that's needing some things. Like I talked about in my last session with you or my last podcast and these unmet needs for love, validation, whatever, right? These unmet needs that come up for me, I realized that I needed to return this hurt child, this this child to a source that's abundant. So I got quiet on myself. I, I, I went in a prayerful space and I love to use meditation. I filled that source with light. I think it's important to be intentional as we do meditation. We don't want just anything to show up there. But in this meditation, I just took my hurt child and I returned her because in my belief is I'm a child of God and I'm a child of heavenly parents. And I returned her to God. I said, hey, you're abundant and I know you love her and see her and you have the capacity to meet all her needs. So I'm going to return her to you to fill her and meet her needs. She's a child of this family that's abundant and therefore she can absorb all the self-worth that she needs from this relationship and that can can make her whole. Guys, this this experience for me was very powerful. And it's vulnerable for me to share that with you, but because it was what really helped. We do this inner child work, this internal family systems work a lot in therapy. So this is a model that is used, but it's really important to do that. You know, that, that inner child, that, that hurt part of you, there are things that she really needs, right? But the question is, where can she get it? One of the things that we learn in internal family systems, and there is some, uh, there's some articles uh, also in Whole Women Link about this, I think it's called Finding Space for Self is the one I, I last wrote. But we also ourself, like our spirit, our true and highest self can be part of the process. I've learned a lot of things since I was a child. So I'm able to turn, even if I don't have a belief in a higher power, I'm able to turn to myself and say to that hurt child, hey, you have value. You are enough. You know, those things that are lacking in you aren't about you. They're maybe like about the bankrupt source that also didn't get things they needed. Right. There's forgiveness there. I was able to stop going to a, a bankrupt source to give me those things and go to an abundant source. Perhaps for you, you know, God is maybe love or light. You can return that hurt to love and light if that's where you're at now. You can meet yourself where you're at. But think about returning that hurt. That hurt probably has an age and a stage to that abundant source and saying, I want to receive that. I, I love going and doing inner child work with myself and maybe she didn't, you know, get seen. So I sit and I listen to her and I hear her hurts or maybe she wanted to, um, you know, explore and have one, some play with her. I, I did some inner work with my five-year-old and she, I'm out. Ex I kind of was out exploring with her. What's so cool about the human mind is that all time is present for it in the healing process. So you're able to meet those needs in the now and your mind is able to absorb it as if it happened at the time that the injury occurred. Our brain is that flexible and that suggestive to suggestion. Um, so we want to suggest those positive healing things. And this is inner work that you do. Healing is an inside job. Um, and I, I would ask you to do some guidance with your, your higher power, whatever that is for you, as you meet these needs. But as you're able to receive those things on the inside, build that worth, fill those voids, you'll naturally have those internal boundaries and it'll be much easier for you to act generously out of love and sincerity and to attract people who really care about you and who really want to be reciprocal and just share with you versus take things from you, um, you know, be dependent on you. 
And this is my podcast for today. I hope it helps someone out there. I, I know I'm not the only person who struggles with codependence. Codependence is an addiction. It's really easy to get off the wagon. It's really easy to accidentally externalize our value and seek those things from the outside. But I think as we we, we acknowledge that and then we're able to turn and, and really go to those abundant sources, we're able to heal that. And I look forward to sharing more on these topics with you in the next podcast.